Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL. NFL draft prospects and rookies, now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. We back, good people. It is Wednesday, January the... Uh, 18, 2023, y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G, and for that, I appreciate y'all being in the building. We missed y'all on Monday, had to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr., my dog, MLK Jr., everything he did for the country, greatest civil rights activist we've ever seen, had to take Monday off, but we back in the building, and we got a rookie mock, baby, 2.0, wake up show 2.0, super flex, and for everybody out there, you keep asking, we will do single quarterback next, one QB mock is up next but we're talking about the quarterbacks so i gotta say good morning to the people shout out fizzle dollars for the intro song y'all know what it is baby who is in the building eric tim is in the building what's up dynasty logic shout out to the patrons in the building what's cracking chad shane joe in the building alex dan marlon ty top dog jeff what's up baby dynasty barry j peters uh we got a bunch of people it's a bunch of people in the chat fizzle yes 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 what's up andrew what's up matt brunin Lindsey Mack, my girl, was cracking, man. I'm feeling good today. Energized. Uh, first show and the last show of the week. It's the first and the last of the week. We don't have any news because I want to get to the mock. And let me just say this before we get into the mock. Let me just say this, y'all. We're at this point in the um, in the early draft process, the early draft process, where everybody who has no clue what was going on in the college game, they start to transition over. They're watching tape on Bijan Robinson, wasting time watching tape on Bijan. They're watching tape on this guy. They're just they're just learning names. They don't know how to pronounce shit right now. They're the casuals are transitioning over to what we've been doing all damn year. And at this point in the process, all I see over social media, I don't do Facebook. That's for old folks. But, you know, shout out if you like Facebook. But all you're seeing over the old Twitter airways and YouTube is everybody trying to tell you how wrong you are about your rankings and your opinions of these players right now. We're, we're at this early stage of the process, and I don't know a more polite way um, to say this right now, but 
stick to your guns right now. There is so little information in the process right now. It doesn't matter. Have who you want at RB3 or RB4 or wide receiver 1, 2, or 3. There, there are... There is no right or wrong way to do this, right? Ultimately, once the NFL draft rolls around, we get the draft capital, we see the landing spots, we figure out which players go higher or lower in the draft, then you could formulate a good plan of who you want to have ranked 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 to, to 50. It doesn't matter. But right now, everybody out there trying to tell you you're you're insane for thinking you can take a, a running back over Sean Tucker. You're crazy if you have anybody ranked over Quentin Johnston. Fuck them. Like, I'm sorry. That's the best way. That's the most polite way that I... Fuck them. Trust your gut right now. There is not enough information out there to be making any bold claims that outside of B. John Robinson, that is the only one anything. B. John Robinson is the one running back. He is the RB1. But outside of that, don't, don't worry about nonsense and noise from people that are just like, trust what you got right now. We still got the Senior Bowl, the Combine, Pro Day, the NFL Draft. We got a long time to the 2023 NFL season kicks off. So stick to your guns. Trust what you've seen. Trust what you know. Trust who you trust. And as always, man, be mindful of the goddamn content you consume because there's a lot of people out there and it happens every year. You start to get, you start to let other people's opinions affect your viewpoint, right? You start to feel peer pressured or, well, everybody else has this player at one. I got, ah, man, fuck them. Trust your thing. Do what you do until otherwise, right? So don't, don't, don't do that at this stage of the process, baby. We're here to talk about a mock from Dane Brugler over at The Athletic. We will tag it in the link in the description. For everybody who's just tuning in now, some people in the last mock, they had no idea. Oh, my God, where are these picks coming from? We are drafting these rookies based on where Dane Brugler has them mocked in his uh, rookie mock. So if... Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba's not in the first three rounds, then we're probably not going to take them in this mock, right? Because we're basing these selections off of this mock. So if you haven't looked at the mock, if you haven't seen the mock, click the link in the description. Stop being cheap. Go pay for a subscription to The Athletic, and then you can see all the picks. We'll do a good job after each pick. We'll let you know where he went inside that mock. So I'll be like, all right, I take Bryce Young. He went 101 in Dane's mock to the Indianapolis Colts. But we're not going to show the whole thing. It's behind a paywall. I respect his work, so I'm not going to do that. Um, we're just going to be looking, talking about the offensive players for fantasy football. So we'll link that in the description. And that is the foundation of how these picks will be made based on where they were drafted, the teams that were drafted, all that draft capital, all that good stuff, man. I'm so thirsty. I need a cup. You know what it is. Michelle Adoro. Get you some of that good a pre premium, premium, premium Italian coffee, man. Michelle Adoro USA. 15% off using the promo code Wake Up. And I promise you, it's better than any of the stuff that you're drinking from your Piggly Wiggly at your local market. I promise you that. So get you some of that. Get you some of that Michelle Adoro and stop drinking that Piggly Wiggly coffee. It ain't good for your insides, baby. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. That was a nice intro you had there. Telling the people Thank to go you. check out Dane's mock. I mean, I made a little video, so they should know. But, mm -hmm. you know, some people were asleep at the wheel. They didn't see that. You gave them a little reminder. Get that subscription. Dane does a lot of good stuff. And I think even with this mock, Ray, um, what's interesting is the running backs, right? We talked about how if they weren't in Dane's mock, 
Probably not going to draft him very high, but we always talk about it. Running backs, second round is the new first round. Third round is the new second round. Yep. There's a lot of things to decipher there. So we don't have all the information that we need to necessarily really go through this in terms of running backs, but lots of wide receivers drafted. Even some ones where I'm going to be leaning on you a little bit for in this mock draft because there are some guys I did not expect to be in the top two rounds for an NFL mock draft. All right. Well, here we are. We're on sleeper. We're going to do this thing. We're getting through four rounds that, well... I mean, come on, man. We'll, come we'll, on. See, we'll see how many we get through. We'll see how many we get through. But yeah, we got Sleeper pulled up. So Sleeper have imported the rookies. I think they're all in there. I don't know, Jay. I haven't done one on Sleeper yet. So we'll be test driving this thing together. Um, but yeah, Jay, I've got the 101. This is Superflex, and this is based on Dane Brugler's mock. One more time, for all the people that get in and skip the intro, this is based on Dane Brugler's mock, landing spot situations. Jay, I got the 101, and uh, for me, in my opinion, this is, um, this, is, this is a difficult, difficult pick because he didn't get picked until the last pick in the first round. But when B. John Robinson, Jay, was selected by the Philadelphia Eagles, in Dane's mock. So it's super flex purposes. I definitely think we talked about it last week. You can make a case for some of these quarterbacks, right? In a super flex format, being the 101 in rookie drafts. But right now, you tell me Bijan Robinson gets added to the Philadelphia Eagles, Jay. And uh that is a uh, an easy selection for me. You add that firepower, 31 overall to Philly with AJ Brown, Smitty, you know, that offensive line, Jalen Hurts. Come on, man. Like uh, yeah. I yeah. can I can I can make a case for others, but realistically, nah, man. He's he's you're gonna not gonna one. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna pass that up. So Bijan Robinson is the 101. Jay, you're up 102. Tell us who you tell us who you're taking, who drafted them, and where they were drafted per Dane Brugler. I'm going to be taking C.J. Stroud. He was drafted number five to Carolina, so he did not go number one. Uh, Carolina did not trade up to one. They ended up trading up to five, made a trade with the Seahawks. But yeah, I will be selecting C.J. Stroud. Um, I think, you know, based on how I see it right now, he's going to be my number one quarterback. What we saw from him in the Georgia game was enough for me to vault him over Bryce Young. Um, you know, you could go Will Levis, who did go higher in this mock, but I think that C.J. Stroud is going to be as good of a quarterback as we could possibly expect in the NFL. Fantasy purposes and upside People may say he's capped because of the rushing, but I think he could be a prolific passer. And on Carolina, who they did add some weapons later in the draft, but obviously they still have a pretty good team surrounding him. And we'll see what they do with the coaching staff, but I believe that C.J. Stroud is ready to go in Carolina. Man, this is one where I'm looking at where all the quarterbacks went, Jay, in Dane's mock, and I was like, man, if if C.J. Stroud ends up in Carolina, this is a uh, a slam dunk fit. I, I love it. Yeah. I would have considered him here at two. D.J. Moore. What you? What do you? Just quickly, Terrace Marshall. He's got a role next year, right? As as far as I see it now, yeah, right. I don't think there's anyone to really compete with him for targets. Again, they could bring somebody in. They could draft another player later in the draft. Um, but the way I see it right now, yeah, I think you should probably continue to have him on rosters and see what he could be because we're going to get a better quarterback for him next season, more likely than not. All right, Jay. This was this was the pick that sent the YouTube commenters into a gad dog frenzy. Uh, last last mock, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a little screenshot here and show you how Dane like to like to uh, highlighted this uh this selection right here. Let's put it up here. Look at this. 
Look at this. In last year's first rounds, the Lions made a major trade with Division Foe to move up for a high upside offensive star in J-Mo. Thanks to his, thanks to his size and athleticism and arm, Anthony Richardson is a total freak with a high ceiling, still figuring out how to be a consistent passer. Goff's presence would let Detroit develop Richardson at his own pace. And damn it, if I'm at the 103, I'll let him develop at my own pace here. So people, oh my God, Ray, you're crazy. Anthony Richardson at 102. Well, here you go. I'm taking him again at 103. If the Detroit Lions select Anthony Richardson with the 15th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, I'm all in. You're talking about an offensive line that's elite. You have offensive weapons in Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, and they'll probably draft somebody else this mock, right? I doubt Ben Johnson will be there for the long haul, but he's going to be there next yeah, year. You've be. got a veteran yeah. presence in Jared Goff, which means you don't have to play a rich from day one. But the moment that dude takes over as the starting quarterback behind that offensive line with the system that they have put in place, I'm all in. Detroit takes a rich at 15 overall, according to Dane Brugler. Sign me up. Anthony Richardson, 103 super flex. Let's get it. Yeah, I like it, right? You know, people uh, even were on Twitter asking Dane, like, I don't think so. They got Goff. They're fine with Goff. And you mentioned Ben Johnson will be there next year. We'll see if he's there past next season. But yeah, allowing A-Rich to just sit behind Goff for even two years would be great for his development, great for him in the NFL. And it's ultimately what I think we want to see for A-Rich. So to go to Detroit where everything's in place, we've already talked about it, and he can sit behind a competent quarterback who's been through his own ups and downs in the NFL, I think it's a great a great prospect. I mean, I've been fucking saying it for, for weeks and months, yeah. Jay. But Dane Brugler says it, and I guarantee people will be happy. Oh, well, shit, Dane said it, man. So Damn, he's got, man, you know, man. Better, better listen to Dane. Dane. I mean, it, it's you couldn't ask. The Detroit Lions, in my opinion, is the, is the best landing spot of all the teams picking in the top half of the draft that need a quarterback. The infrastructure is there. The veteran presence is there. The weapons are there. He, he wouldn't start from day one, and I wouldn't give a damn. I want that talent, that size, athletic freak in Anthony Richardson, and all that cost me is the 103 in rookie drafts? Dog, yeah. scare money don't make money, dog. And all I got to do is spend one to get a cat like this? Sign me up. Hey, Rich, 103, that's an easy pick for me. You got it. All right, at four, I will be taking Bryce Young, who went 101 to the Indianapolis Colts, who traded up to take him. Again, we talked about it. The only spot that's a little bit dicey for me and for these rookie quarterbacks is Houston. Bryce Young and Indy is a great fit. There's weapons around him. They can build around him. And I think that Bryce Young, for everything he's not in terms of size, his pocket presence, his ability to throw the ball is very, very outlier-ish. I'm not going to say he is an outlier, but he does a lot of things that a lot of guys his size cannot do. And so if you're willing to bet on that at 104 and the Colts are willing to bet on that at 101, I'm willing to take that shot for sure. I like it. Um... It's it's I haven't seen many mocks, Jay, with Bryce Young going to Indy. Normally it's Houston yeah. trading up for Bryce, which I don't like. Indy trading up for Young, I, I would like that, man. I think that would be a very good thing. Did you see how much Bryce Young utilized Cam Latu, the tight end at yeah. Alabama? He constantly used the tight end, gets the ball out wide to his receivers. I think this would be a stock up for everybody on that offense. Michael Pittman Jr. Alec Pierce, whomever the tight end is between Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson, Mo Ali Cox, whomever that is, Paris Campbell potentially, this would be, he is Chris Paul 
He, he's Chris Paul. He's a, he's a distributor, right? Chris Paul, you look at him. He doesn't have all these physical. He's not built like he's not a point guard in a LaMelo ball role where he's just a size, could do all these things. He's just an elite distributor, and that is Bryce Young. So for him to go number one overall to the Indianapolis Colts, Jay, this could be a steal at 104, right? This could oh, be yeah, this could be a steal. Like, oh my God, you guys took CJ Stroud and A. Rich over over Bryce Young to Indy. This could be a steal, man. This is this is a good pick. I really like this in, in Dane's mock. All right. Here I am at 105, and this is where I think it gets a little interesting, Jay. I got a couple of decisions that I can make, and we have not talked about this, so I'm just gonna bank that oh, I'll be able okay. to get another player um here in a few. But I am going to take, with the number five overall pick in the Wake Up Rookie Mock 2.0, I'm going to take the player that was drafted 30th overall by the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm taking Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yes, Kansas City gets him at the back of the first. JSN Ah. right now, my WR1 in this class. Sign me up. I mean, I don't care how fast he runs the 40. You're looking at like Cooper Cup 2.0 with JSN. How you feeling about this one, Jay? I'm devastated. I'm devastated, Ray. I can't believe you did this to me. You knew I wanted JSN with my next pick. You knew he wasn't coming back. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. You like that? You but like yeah, that okay. Fit? So you like the fit, that? I don't I you just Kirk Cousins to me, man. I do like it. It was a great selection. And, you know, even at six, I'm looking at Will Levis and I'm like, man, it's super flex. flex. Super flex. Okay. So, Ray, explain. I will take Will Levis at six, right? Obviously, Houston drafted him two overall. They just sat tight, picked their quarterback of choice. I'll take Will Levis. But, Ray, tell the people why you would take JSN over Will Levis. It is super flex. We love JSN. We love Will Levis. Well, we kind of like Will Levis. Some people people don't. The scouts love Will Levis. I think he can be good, but we'll see what happens with Will Levis. Why why did I take JSN over Levis? I I don't trust Houston whatsoever. I have zero. And that that doesn't mean that I don't think he's deserving of a top pick. But if I'm at five and I've only got one pick in the first round— yeah, I, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with Jackson Smith and Jigba in Kansas City than I would Levis at six. Now, is that could that be the bad value play? Sure, right? Super flex quarterbacks are king. I completely understand that. But th- listen, all four of these quarterbacks that we've selected—Stroud, Richardson, Young, Levis—there are issues and warts on all of them, right? They're all they all have things that you could say. I don't know if this is going to translate. I know the masses can't stand Will Levis. I'm not. Yeah. I am not that extreme, right? Far gone on Will Levis. I, I see the concerns. I, I appreciate people bringing up the criticisms to his game, but I also see the immense upside and the talent that he possesses. But for me, y'all know how I draft. I'm a wide receiver whore. So to get this caliber of a wide receiver in this situation on a team that doesn't really have a guy, like who's Kansas City's guy? They don't have one. I think this yeah. would be too juicy to pass up at 105. Um, that's why I took JSN over Will Levis. But I am up at 107. And 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 you said Will Levis went two overall to Houston in Dane's mock, yes. correct? Yep, okay. two overall to Houston. Yeah, there it is. Dane went, uh, not Dane, but Levis went two overall to Houston. I am up at the 107 and... Um, 
Jay, there's a lot of receivers that I like still that are on the board. Um, however, uh, there's a running back that was drafted in the early second round in Dane's mock to the Carolina Panthers at the top of the second at pick 39, and that is Alabama rusher Jameer Gibbs went at 39 overall to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think this is a good spot. You pair Gibbs with C.J. Stroud and that offense and you know the pieces that they have. They drafted an offensive tackle last year in the first round of the draft. To, for him to go off the board at the top of the second, this is a good this is a good draft capital uh, for him. I think this is the capital that he needs in order to be a top whatever pick, six pick in rookie drafts. So Carolina Panthers take Jameer Gibbs. I'm fine with taking him here with no other quarterbacks that are viable on the board and some of the wide receivers, which we'll talk about. The capital is there, kind of iffy on some of the landing spots, but Jameer Gibbs at 107 would be my next pick, dog. Ray, this is this is tough. Who you got? This is tough because for me, there's a tier tier break after Gibbs. Even though I really like the next running back landing spot, I think it's like basically a perfect fit from a stylistic standpoint. But am I really going to pass that up for a? F- I know what you're thinking. Don't I'm say, taking. Don't, the, say, don't I, say. Don't say who you're not taking because we're not going to no, no, do that I'm, now. I'm. I'm taking. I know him, what you're I'm saying. taying. I know. What I'm you're taking Devon A. Chain. To Miami oh, at 51. I'm taking A-Chain. Um, whoa, at 108? At 108? At 108. Yeah. People are going to say it's crazy. I think this is as good of a fit you could possibly find for A-Chain in the NFL. He is a Where player did he go? who... Where did he go? He you went didn't... 51 to Miami. 51 to Miami. So in the second round, he was the third running back drafted. The only running back drafted in the second round outside of Jameer Gibbs and obviously B. Sean Robinson in the first. I just think this fit is too good to pass up. We will get into the wide receivers later. I just don't love the landing spots for these guys. Yes, they were first round picks, but to get a player who is a speed threat, who is a turn it up the field and go player, a perfect fit for the Miami Dolphins rushing scheme. I think he could be dynamite literally in that offense. And that's why I'm taking Devon A. Chain here. I think after that, you know, we have no draft capital for the running back. So it's difficult to take some of these guys over him. But for me, Everybody that's not looking, Devon A. Chain was the only running back. It was the last running back selected in this round, in Dane's mock. There were three backs taken, Bijan, Gibbs, A. Chain. That's it. No Charbonnet. That's it. I know all of you people living in Debbie La La Land in 2019 love you some Zach Evans, but no, Zach Evans hasn't been mocked in the top three rounds in any mock that we've looked at. Not nay one of them. Nah, one of them, right? So stop with that right now. A-Chain was the only back taken in round two outside of Jameer Gibbs. So he goes and to, to Miami. And to me, it's a perfect fit. It's a great and, fit. And again, if, if we are talking about running back talent, sure, I get it. But when you have a guy that, I'm, in my opinion, fits this scheme so perfectly, that's a situation that you probably don't want to pass up. But we will get into the other wide receivers with yeah. the future picks and kind of why we do or do not like those spots. And if you don't like it, go bitch at Dane Brugler. It's his mock. We're just mocking off of his mock. So if you think it's terrible, go tell that to Dane Brugler, who has a lot more insider information than all of us combined in this stream or or talking about this mock right now. But A-Chain at eight, that would, listen, he goes out there at the combine and does what we think he's going to do, run low four threes, high four twos, and then gets drafted as the third running back off the board. I don't care what anybody's saying right now. People are going to be like, all right, I'm I'm going to have to buy in. Like, I see that Miami offense. I see the running game. 
He got drafted. He's the only. There's only three running backs taken in the first 64 picks, and Devon A. Chain was a top 50 pick borderline in this draft. So I don't hate it, Jay, but uh, I appreciate you leaving me some of these receivers uh, that I could take part in or partake in, however, however that you pronounce that word. But here at the 109 spot, I'm taking my man Addison, man. Jordan Addison from USC. He was drafted number 20 overall in this mock. He was the first wide receiver off of the board per Dane Brugler to the Seattle Seahawks at 20. And this seems like a great uh, a great fit in that system with Geno Smith. And we saw what he's done. He's going to be the quarterback of the future. Tyler Lockett getting a little bit older. They need somebody else uh, to, to complement Geno Smith and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They don't really use the tight end in that offense a ton. Noah Fant's had some grabs here or there. But you put Jordan Addison in here with uh, Geno. You get Pete Carroll teamed up with an old USC, one of his old his old heartstrings from USC. Uh, Addison, I, I think this would be a great fit. And Addison would be an ideal replacement for Tyler Lockett here in the next. I don't know what Lockett's contact, contract situation looks like, but this just seems like a hand-in-glove fit because he complements what DK Metcalf does well. Like Both of these players do things that the other doesn't. So if Seattle takes Jordan Addison at 20 overall, um, I love getting him here at this spot. I probably would have even taken him over A-Chain, Jay. Yeah, so the thing with Addison um, and why I didn't take him, he would have been my next guy off the board as well. Uh, but again, it, for me, it comes down to is you look at the system and kind of who's their quarterback in the future. Is it Gino? We don't really know. It seems like it's more of a short term solution, even if Gino is there. And then, of course, there's the upside of him being the one, which he never would be if he was in Seattle. I think it's a I think it's interesting to view him as a locket replacement. I think it's a little bit easier said than done personally to replace Lockett, but that's the role that Addison would fill in the offense. I think he would do a pretty good job doing that. And I think I'm fine with the pick. Uh, for my next pick, though, I will take Quentin Johnston, who will be the wide receiver one for the New York Giants, 25th overall. So he was second wide receiver drafted. I think here um, you get QJ. You're in a good spot. You know, you, we talked about how we'll see how he looks. And I kind of want to see him compared to some of these other receivers. That's why he's not my wide receiver one. He's not my wide receiver two. But I think if I can get him as wide receiver three in any draft, especially first round pick going to the Giants in a wide open wide receiver situation. He's a fine spot there. He will get the ball. I hope that Dayball again, I believe in Dayball, trusting in Dayball to get Quinn Johnson right. And uh, I think he can do that for the Giants and Daniel Jones, obviously. I believe, did you see the stat that he was the first quarterback ever with 300 passing yards, two touchdowns and 70 rushing yards in a playoff game? What? In NFL history. He's good, man. What? He's a good quarterback, man. And he's got a good foundation and system around him. And you throw Quentin Johnston in that offense, he provides yeah. an element that they don't have currently, which is a downfield threat. I mean... Darius Slayton is their downfield threat, but he's he's got some of the dropsies and is just not as good as Quentin Johnston. So you put QJ in that offense, I think it would take him a little time to get going, but yeah. once he and Daniel Jones started to develop their chemistry, that could be a special combination. So uh you know, I just right now where I'm at, I just I'm struggling with Johnston, man. I'm I'm I am just personally struggling with him because I definitely see all the talent and the upside and the skill set that he could develop into just a monster. Like, I see it, right? He's got the size, yeah. the speed, uh, downfield ability. But when, I, when I'm when i looking at them, and this is just my personal opinion, and old man-tastic, I agree with you a thousand percent. I just, I'm not there with him as wide receiver one in the class, and that's fine. Like, I'm... I think people take that shit way too at heart. Like, people legitimately argue over who's one or two. Who cares, man? Like, we're like uh, realistically, like, when it's all said and done, 
all these guys are drafted in the like we're not we're not knocking QJ down to round three. He's not falling out of round one. Like they're all the receivers are going to be picked between five and ten. That's where they're going to go, regardless of who your one, two, or three is. Like let's normalize in twenty twenty three. Like listening to other viewpoints and accepting the fact that other people aren't going to think the same way that you think, and that's okay. If you vehemently disagree and you think Johnston should be number one, you think A-Chain should be number 11, you think JSN shouldn't be in the... Then that's fine, but oh, everybody ain't got to think like everybody else. Fucking get on here, criticize, all these mocks look the same. Like, have your own goddamn opinion. Think for yourself. Look at what you want to look at and like who you like. It's okay. Quentin Johnson's a good player. I think he's going to be a good player. But for me, right now, even with Addison, I love Addison. But when I look at the tape, I'm like, I think I would prefer Jackson Smith and Jigba a little. And I pumped Addison up to the high heavens all season. <laughs> I would did. prefer JSN. Like, I just, I would. When I looked at what their skill sets are, how they may translate, like, I just like JSN a little bit more. It doesn't mean I dislike anybody else so let's normalize stop bitching over the numerical ranks in january who cares man all right where are we at now i'm up or you're up 111 you're up it's getting dirty now because we're doing this based on on dane's mock so if if i had to make this pick without knowing any of the draft capital of any of the other players, right? No, like no Charbonnet. I don't know where Charbonnet would go according to Dane. I would love to take him right now, but based off of Dane Brugler's mock that we're doing this mock off of, I got to continue to reiterate that I would take the player who was drafted um, 61st overall. So the back of the second round, according to Dane Brugler, oh. wide receiver that will be paired with Josh Allen. And I think it's a smash spot. Zay Flowers at the 111 spot. According to Dane, Buffalo selected him at the back of the second round. Listen, they don't have a they I know some people kind of like Khalil Shakir is okay. Zay Flowers is better. A lot of people are saying shades of young Antonio Brown. We know Buffalo, they don't run the ball anyway, so who cares? They're going to throw the ball 45 times a game. Diggs is going to get his. Gabe Davis hit or miss. Buffalo Bills draft Zay Flowers. They plug him into the slot. I think you can have a PPR monster on your hands in a couple of years. So right here at the 111 spot, I'm I'm good with Zay Flowers. Let's get it. Yeah, Ray, I really like that pick. And to your point, you know, Josh Allen targets the slot at the second highest rate amongst all, the entire Buffalo offense, right? Everyone thinks it's Gabe Davis is wide receiver two, target number two. That's really the uh, slot receiver. I will be going to Houston. I'll be taking Josh Downs, who went 33rd overall. And I believe that this is a great fit. Pairing him with Will Levis to be his number one target in the slot can be early. Lots of targets. PPR monster. Very shifty. Still Uh-oh. great in the red zone. What did I do? Did I did I screw the mock up? What did I what did I do, Jay? What did, what did I, I do? I don't, I don't where, know. Where did it go? Did, did you did you break sleeper? Where did it go? Josh Downs broke the uh, broke the system. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Just too too spicy of a pick, apparently, yeah, taking too Josh spicy. Downs. Keep going while, while, while technical difficulty this. Keep going. So Josh Downs at Houston, like I mentioned, 33rd overall, second pick in the second round. Um, a guy who, outside of injuries, is phenomenal. What he did with Drake May this year when he was on the field was great to see. I think he's a great separator. He's also great in the red zone. I think he can get it done at the NFL level. And going that high in the draft would be reassuring for me. A player that we have talked about, Jalen Hyatt. Again, hey, we'll see just talk about the situation because just... people want to know, man. People want to know. But well, for me, Josh Downs is a better pick here, especially with the situation factored in. 
You good? Yeah. The light's on over there? No, no, no. I had to turn the, the fan on. It's hot, dog. It's hot. Um, so recap the first round for us. Recap the first round. Oh, man, I can barely even see that. Okay, so we got Bijan Robinson, 101, CJ Stroud, 102, Anthony Richardson, 103, Bryce Young, 104, Jackson Smith and Jigba, oh, number five, Will Levis, number six, Jameer Gibbs, number seven, Devon H.A., number eight, Jordan Addison at nine, Quinn Johnson at 10, Zay Flowers at 11, and Josh Downs at 12. Ray, you are up at the 201. Where are you going in this mock? It's tough to pick a running back, eh? You want you kind of right, you're so kind of now, almost now, there. Now that we're out of round one, we're gonna allow ourselves to take some shots, right? We're we're gonna allow ourselves to deviate a little bit from Dane's mock. And um ah, Jay, I'm just gonna assume he gets drafted in the middle of the third round. Like I have no clue. It's not it's not mocked, middle of the third round. But at this point, I'm fine with taking uh, running back Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA at the 2-1 spot. Don't know nice. where he's at. He's not in the top 64 of this mock, so I'm just assuming he's third-round capital. Even fourth round, I'd be fine with Zach Charbonnet. We're actually doing a film breakdown of Charbonnet um, in the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas tonight with the patrons. So we'll be taking a look at Big Sharbs. Uh, Jay. I look at his PFF grades, rushing grade, receiving grade, elusive rating, missed tackles force, 10-plus yard runs, 15-plus yard runs. Everything is just greenlit for Zach Charbonnet. I mean, you're talking about a cat that fits the profile of an ideal NFL running back at 6'1", 220-plus pounds, his ability to catch the ball. My man, me and Fusuvu talked about him years ago. People say he's slow. We've got him topped out at like 21-point-something miles per hour. He just looks like a plug-and-play day-one guy in the NFL that you can hand the ball to, utilize him on third downs. I think he's going to be a very, very good NFL running back. Do I think he's going to be some all-pro level rusher? No, I don't think that, but he can be more than... If we're looking at Brian Robinson being a viable running back, he's better than B-Rob was, and B-Rob had, what, 800 yards his rookie season after getting shot in the ass. So I I think Zach Charbonnet is an even even better version of Brian Robinson with a little more juice, a little more wiggle than B-Rob. So I'll take take a shot on third, fourth round Zach Charbonnet at the 2-1 spot. You're up at 2-2. Yeah, see, I'm kind of with you now looking at some of these guys, there's a lot of receivers that did get drafted that I'm not quite there with yet. If I was taking a shot on any guy at 2-2, it would probably be Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller finally so is declared. That who you're taking? Is that who you're taking? Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Kendra Miller. I think that, like you talked about with Charbonnet, he would be my first guy, for sure. I think he's, of all the running backs, probably you the most NFL me. ready of all you of them. me. But Kendra, I think, is right there. Had a phenomenal season with 1,500 yards, double-digit touchdowns. Dude was just a monster, like size, speed. He can do it all. He can catch the catch the ball as well. Um, great PFF grades. I think he's going to be really good. I hope he gets drafted high. You know, second round might be a little bit bold, but I think he could easily be a third rounder. And like we've seen with third rounders in the past, they come in and they look pretty damn good. Could even start out the gate. I like Kendry a lot. I think at two two here, it's a fine spot. Even not knowing exactly where he's going to get drafted in the NFL. I love it, man. I was so nervous that he wasn't going to declare, but he's in the class. Yeah. And I think Kendry is going to be one of those cats that. Throughout the process, as he starts to test and people start to check out his game, I think he's going to be a big riser. Like, we talk about A-Chain in Miami. What? Uh, give me Charbonnet or Kendra in Miami. If Charbonnet yeah. or Kendra Miller are drafted top 50 to the Miami Dolphins, they Man, would be top be eight picks. Like, they would... they. 
they would be very high because both of those guys have the size to hit. Ha- the thing with A-Chain, right, is a player of his size, they're not going to be a 20-carry guy. But I don't think A-Chain has to be that. He played in the SEC. We knew he he was a mega producer there, can catch the ball. He's got world-class speed. But you put Charbonnet or Kendra in that offense, and I think it's just it's crazy. And they were after reportedly after Javonta Williams a couple of years ago. So it, it feels like those two are little better fits for what they want to do. And in in quick point on Levis. So I had one of the patrons, I forgot who it was, or I'd shout his or her name out, but they were talking about the Houston Texans and the archetype of quarterback that they drafted. And they said yeah. they've never drafted a quarterback that's sub six three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. So it kind of makes sense as to why they would bypass Bryce and then go with a Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. But here I am at the 2-3 spot, and I do. At this point, he was the 41st player off of the board. Uh, he was the fourth wide rec- the fifth wide receiver off of the board, and I'm not going to let him fall anymore. I play in a lot of dynasty best ball leagues. That's everything. I don't play in many lineup leagues anymore, and I think this player in dynasty best ball is an ideal asset to have at the wide receiver position. So I'm taking Jalen Hyatt, who was selected 41 overall by the Tennessee Titans. While I don't particularly love the landing spot of Tennessee. Hyatt brings an element and dimension to that offense that no other receiver has right now. Traylon Burks, he is fast, but he doesn't run those type of routes. They're not like Jalen Hyatt would open things up for Traylon Burks underneath. And I think this would be a perfect fit in Tennessee. Now the issue with Tennessee is we don't know who's going to be throwing them the ball. Derek Carr, could it be, you know, could they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or sign Garoppolo? They're, or do they bring back Tannehill? Like, bring back Tanny. Even yeah. if it's Tanny. Give me Tanny and Jalen Hyatt. So you keep the Tennessee wide receiver in Tennessee. And at 2-3, I'm pretty happy to get Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that was a great pick. Uh, now I'm looking at receiver, and I'm just... The drop-off is serious. You know what, Ray? I think I'm going to take Michael Mayer. All right. I think I'm going to take it. Michael Mayer who was a first-round pick, 20, 21st overall, to the L.A. Chargers. Woo! So, again, I'm not a big Michael Mayer guy, but if you give me Michael Mayer and some uh, Justin Herbert, I think I might have to be in this late in the draft, right? It's a little bit higher than I would like to take him, but I mean, I think I took him, what, 2-6 last draft? So, getting him at 2-4 in a much better landing spot than in the past. We know that Joe Lombardi was fired. Thank goodness. Hopefully, they bring in a guy that can have a competent offense and use Michael Mayer to the best of his ability. You know, we expect Michael Mayer to be a first-round pick. Going to the Chargers is a great fit. We saw what Gerald Everett did. And in my opinion, I think Michael Mayer could do that and then some. And in that offense, there's plenty of weapons around him so where he's not going to be a big focal point. If it was me, I think taking Michael Mayer here is a great spot. And if you know, you're know you in tight end premium leagues, guaranteed first round pick if he's on the Chargers. Probably. Yeah. If he goes tight end premium leagues, especially 1.75, start two tight end, two point per reception for tight ends. He's a first round pick. And I'm just going to say this. I don't care where any of the other tight ends get drafted. Mayer is the only tight end I would take inside the top 24 picks. There's not another tight end that I would burn a top 24 pick on in a rookie draft outside of Michael Mayer. Give me whomever's in the third or fourth. I'm not I'm not taking the Darnell Washington in the second. It's not happening. Mayer, in my opinion, the only tight end worthy of being drafted inside the top 24. And his skill set, depending on the format, I think you can make a case that he's easily a top, top 15 asset in rookie drafts. All right. I'm up at the 205 spot, and I'm going back to Dane's mock. Whoo, buddy, I'm just going to pray, pray that uh, they finally get it right after years of uh, fumbles and drafting wide receivers in the first round. I am going to take 
your boy, Rasheed Rice, who is drafted number 46 overall, so a top 50 pick to the New England Patriots. Rasheed Rice, wide receiver out of SMU, six foot two, 200-plus pounds, can play inside, outside. He's good after the catch. I love him. I think he's the top-ranked senior wide receiver in this class. We'll get an opportunity, Jay, in a couple of weeks to see him in Mobile in person. We'll get to see him in person. Is there anybody else on this board that we'll get to take a look at um, in person, I think that's it. So we'll get to see um, Rasheed Rice in person to see how he moves, his size, get to talk to him. But here at the 2-5 spot, it, I mean, New England, man, uh, have not done a good job of picking wide receivers. And Rasheed Rice is a good one. But it's it's a little scary, a little scary doing this because of the, the landing spot. But a top 50 pick, a player of his caliber, it's the 2-5. Give me Rasheed Rice. Yeah, uh, talk about the worst landing spot in the NFL. I don't even think it's very close. Uh, they have fumbled the bag with every receiver they've ever had over the last, what, 15 seasons, it seems? Yeah, um, you, you know I love Rasheed Rice, but that just feels like a kick in the kick in the dick, honestly, because uh, I don't want him to go to New England. I want him to go someplace he can thrive, but I do like the pick. I think the value is there, and if heaven forbid becomes the wide receiver one for Mac Jones, he would be a great pick because those players do get a ton of targets. Now, I will be taking Chase Brown out of Illinois. I think at this spot, getting a primary rusher who is, you know, one of the best running backs in the Big Ten here, I think he's in a great spot. You know, I think, you know, he's probably not going to be a three-down running back, but his two-down skill set is one of the best in the class. I'd be willing to take him here. You know, he's probably a third-round pick, maybe a fourth-round pick because of that receiving skill set. Right. But I think that at worst, he probably falls to the fourth round, and I think he has a chance to work his way into the starting rotation early. Ray, how do you feel about Chase Brown here? Do Love you think him. it's a little bit too early for him? No. He'll be another riser. He's big. He's fast. He's athletic. He can catch. He's a mega producer. He can handle the ball. He's good. He's a good. He's going to be a, a nice a nice complimentary role player in the NFL that's going to have some, some starts. And I, I think Chase Brown's a good running back. Uh, definitely a little bit of a drop-off from some of the top-tier guys, but Brown is going to be another one of those guys. Oh, my sleeper in this class is Chase Brown, and we're taking him at the 2-6. He's not a sleeper. Yeah. It's a good player out of Illinois, so I like the pick. Here at the 2-7 spot, Jay, I, too, will be going running back, a player that's probably, probably, if I had to, like, be realistic, he's probably going to be a fourth-round pick. He's good, though, man. He's he's good, and he kind of feels, he kind of feels like a... I don't know how to compare him. I don't know if he's like a James, not James Robinson running style, but just he's just a good grinder running back. I think Tank Bigsby is going to be a really good back at the next nice. level. So I'm fine with taking a shot on the Auburn running back Tank Bigsby. You know, a couple of years ago, it was between him, Gibbs, and Bijan to be the, the the top back in this class. I still like Tank. He's fallen off a little bit for me. You know, questions about his athleticism, his long speed. Yep. But he's a physical runner between the tackles, probably a nice early down grinder, and he's got a good name. So people, and by the name, people know who he is. So there could be some value to flip him down the line. I'm fine with taking Tank at the 207. Yeah, no, I, that's another guy I considered pretty heavily. Uh, you know, I got a, I, I got a lot of love for Tank Bigsby since his freshman season. I think the player I'm going to take here, oh, man, see, this is tough because some people mock him high, some people Just don't. Just take him. Don't care what other people do, man. Do your I'm thing. I'm taking Kenny McIntosh here. I think Kenny McIntosh is probably going to be... What? Why don't you like Kenny McIntosh? Go he, he can catch. He can catch passes. He's basically another James Cook. And it just depends on if someone drafts him in the second, third round or not. But I think he's a good running back who can produce at the NFL level. I think he's a fine pick here mid-second. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it depends where he gets drafted. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I I would not have <laughs> taken Kenny McIntosh. I mean, I I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Zach Evans fan, but I don't think I'd be taking him over Evans. So I'm I'm going to take who I thought you were going to take, and I'm going to no. draft Zach Evans out of Ole Miss here at the two nine spot. I, I, there's I, again, trust your gut, and I'm not going to knock your knock your pick, but I would not have done that. I'm going to take Zach Evans running back out of Ole Miss at the two nine spot. So you you go ahead. Okay, now I'm going to take Sean Tucker. I think Sean Tucker's time has come. So I will be taking Sean Tucker out of Syracuse, even though oh, no one thinks he's going to get YouTube drafted. YouTube comments are going to, Sean Tucker should have been a first rounder, and we're taking should him have the first the rounder, man. Should have been a first rounder. Should have been a first rounder. Locked and loaded, guaranteed. Got better catching the ball, even though it was still dump offs, but he's a great rusher. Syracuse backs, though, man, just can't trust him. Just can't trust him. But in the second uh, round, I will that. take him. You can't say you can't trust him. There just haven't been any Syracuse backs to do anything in the NFL since Jim Brown. But. Sean Tucker. He can be good. a trend. He can be a trendsetter. I, I would have taken Tucker before McIntosh. And looking back, I probably would have taken him over Tank Bigsby too. I, I mean, Kenny McIntosh. Again, trust your process. Don't 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 mind me. Love those receiving talking. backs, man. Yeah, yeah, you can have them. All right, let's look through. Let's go back to Dane's mock because uh, there's a player. That's there's drafted. nobody there, man. There, that I there want. is. There is one who was drafted. By the Chicago Bears at 53 overall, Jay, at 53 overall. So how old is he about again? A, you're talking about who, how old is I don't care about any of that shit. Uh, let's, let's move past ageism here. We're an equal opportunist. I'm going to take Cedric Tillman, uh, wide receiver out of, uh, where is he from? Tennessee. Tennessee. And he's not even in the system. Cedric Tillman's not even here. So See, there you go. That's, uh, that says a lot, right? That says a lot. You're, so you're going we'll so take, off uh, the board. Sleeper isn't we'll, respecting your boy, Cedric we'll, Tillman. We'll take, uh, we'll take Justin Shorter here. And, and i.e., this is, <laughs> this is um, Cedric Tillman. Sleeper, get Cedric Tillman in the, in, the, in the building. This is not Justin Shorter. This is Cedric Tillman, who was drafted 53 overall to the Chicago Bears. So uh, they're trying to get they're trying to get Justin Fields some weapons. They're trying to give Justin Fields some weapons, and I'm fine with it, right? Like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. He's a top he's a top 55 pick in the NFL draft. So by that sense, and you look at what else the Bears did, like they they went edge rusher B.J. Ojolari out of LSU, and then their first offensive player that they were able to select, they take Cedric Tillman. So. I'm just going to trust that, that Justin Fields will be able to grow with him. And Tillman, for the longest time, was the top-rated senior wide receiver in the class before he got hurt. So uh, how Sleeper doesn't have Tillman in the building is wild to me. But that is Cedric Tillman, not Justin Shorter. You're up. Last pick of the last pick of the second. We're going to get through three rounds of this. Let's go. Who should I take here? I, I don't hmm. know. You've, you've already you've I'm going to take, I'm gonna take Israel Abinakanda. Abinakanda. <laughs> Abanacanda, a, I'm, I'm a getting it one of these days. Abanacanda, Israel Abanacanda. Give me that home run speed, baby. That's what I want. Late second round, I'm already a champion. Give me that home run speed. I love it. I love it. He's I a great like running it. back. Um, great producer, too. He, guy who just flew onto the scene this season. Oh, no. And even still, what's up? Bishop Gorman in the house. Todd, <laughs> I can't. Uh, Bishop Gorman, one of the top high school football teams in the country out of Las Vegas, Nevada. My rival. In high school, shout out to North Las Vegas Cheyenne Desert Shields. We don't we don't mess with them Bishop Gorman Gales, man. Get out of here. All right, let's go. Uh, you said Israel Abanacanda here at the two twelve yes, spot. Yes, sir. 
He's fast. I like it, man. Uh, I think he's going to be a day two pick. I think he's going to be a day two running back, probably third rounder. There's reports that he can run 4-2 at, at 215 yeah. pounds. Sign me that's up. Crazy. That's 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 a crazy speed score right there. So there goes Israel Abanacanda at the 212. So let's go through the second round of the mock. Zach Charbonnet went 201. Kendra Miller, 202. Jalen Hyatt, 203. First tight end off the board was Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer at 204. Rasheed Rice at 25 goes uh, to the New England Patriots per Dane's mock. Chase Brown, not in Dane's mock, but he goes 2-6. Tank Bigsby, Kenny McIntosh, Zach Evans, and Sean Tucker. Five running backs off of the board. And all five of these guys, none of them were mocked inside the top 64, according to Brugler. Here at the 211 spot, it shows Justin Shorter, but this is Cedric Tillman, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Tillman is not in the sleeper system. And at the 212 spot, Pitt running back Israel Abanacanda, speed guy, early declare, love him. I think he's playing his rookie whole rookie season at almost 20 years old as well. Just a little tidbit there nice. on Israel Abanacanda. Here I am at the 3-1 spot. And Jay, I just, I don't know who he is. Watch a lot of college football. Y'all got to tell me who Tyler Scott is because I don't know who this is. I have no clue who Tyler Scott, wide receiver out of Cincinnati, is. But Dane Brugler has him going 44 overall to the Atlanta Falcons. I I can't do it because I don't know who he is. He also has A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest going 48 to Green Bay. No, thank you. <sighs> Man, do we need more wide receivers in Green Bay? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe At Perry's a big dude. He's a, I, I'm I'm I, I just I don't I don't know who Tyler Scott is. I I, I legitimately don't know um, who Tyler Scott is. So here at the three one spot, I'm going to LSU. Mister Sex Party himself signed me up for Kayshawn Butte. Uh, he's gonna. I don't know what's gonna happen with Butte. I have no clue how the yeah. NFL is gonna value him. I know what my personal feelings are is that I thought he was the wide receiver one coming into the season. He was outplayed by Malik Neighbors, who's going to be a very coveted rookie draft pick in 2024 in that class with Marvin Harrison and Emeka uh, Mbuka. But Kayshawn Boutte here, I, I just don't – I'm trying to react to information that we have and things that are being said. And I haven't seen Kayshawn – like, I, I've seen him in a couple of seconds, but Dane doesn't have him in 64, so – I'd probably take some running backs ahead of him. Maybe he's a third or fourth round pick. I, I don't know where Butte is going to go, but right here in the rookie mock, I'll take him at 3-1. Yeah, Ray, I mean, at this point, you just got to take the talent, right? Third round, you're betting on the talent. And I think I'm going to be going to Tajay Spears out of Tulane, um, a very talented running back, everyone's favorite sleeper, it seems, whether it's Tajay Spears or name the other sleeper. He's one of the favorites for sure. Um, but I think he's going to be a good running back and in the third round. Another guy stockpile those running backs. Draft capital will ultimately kind of sort these guys out. But another talented back that I think can make a difference at the NFL level. Yeah, so Matt Bruning, shout out Matt Bruning, Campus the Can said, Tyler Scott has legit NFL speed. Marquise Goodwin, Tyreek Hill level speed. There we go. Todd is in the building saying A.T. Perry is meh. Yeah, I, I'm just, even with the capital, it's like, I, I don't know, man. A.T. Yeah. Perry is just... He's just a big outside clasher, and that's it. I just, it's hard to fade the capital. He's a top 50 pick, man. He's a, like, we're basing this on the mock, right? Can I, can I take a fourth round wide receiver over a top 50 pick in the second round? Like, he went in the first half of the second round, a couple of picks after Rasheed Rice. So, here at the 3 3 spot, I am going to trust Mr. Brugler. He knows a lot more than I do, Jay. So, I'm going to take. 
And they don't even have A.T. Perry in the system. There's no A.T. Perry. A.T. Okay, no A.T. Perry. So we'll just, um, I don't know what we'll do. We'll put Jonathan Mingo here that I doubt any of us will take. So this is not Jonathan Mingo. This is A.T. Perry at the 303 spot. And he went to the Green Bay Packers at 48 overall, according to Dane Brugler. Jay, you are up. Man, now at this point, if I'm not taking Tyler Scott, what am I doing? I mean, mm, yeah, I'll take Tyler Scott. Like you mentioned, man, Atlanta's a pretty wide open situation right now. I know we got Kyle Pitts there. We'll see what his role is. In my opinion, it's still Drake London, number one target. They need a number two, whether it's Zacchaeus, I don't know, but they need a quarterback. And Ray, you talked about Ryan Tannehill. He could be a guy who's on his way over to Atlanta because, I mean, Arthur Smith already brought Marcus Mariota, didn't work out bringing Ryan Tannehill. Maybe that works out a little bit better for them, but I think that here taking Tyler Scott, top 50 pick, trust the data there. Um, need to do some more research into him, of course, but I think it's a pretty good selection overall. Yeah, I don't mind it at all, man. Here I am at the 305 spot. And Jay, I'm going to take Mr. Just Consistent. Nobody really likes him. Nobody really knows him. But I'm going to take Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, here at the 305 spot. Could be one of them cats that just go completely under the radar. And then you look up opening day and he's starting in three wide receiver sets for a team. It's just a solid receiver. He's not spectacular. Probably not going to be a true difference maker on your team, but could develop into a nice role player. And players like Marvin Mims, this is this is how you maneuver them in Dynasty. It's not so much of Marvin Mims' ceiling and can he ever be a top 12 receiver. I don't think any of us are believing that to be the case, but what they can be are viable enough options that you could put them in a package to trade up to get somebody else, right? Like Marvin Mims is a, is a solid Tyler Boyd type player. And if you add yeah. him to a player, you might be able to tear up and get you a better receiver, a better quarterback, a better running back. So when you're looking at the Marvin Mimses of the world, you're looking at the A.T. Perrys, the uh, Cedric Tillmans, even though their individual ceiling might be capped and they don't have this supreme Justin Jefferson type upside, if they can just develop into complementary role players enough to where they have some value, you take those players, you package them up, and that's how you perform a trade-up. It's like, hey, I'm giving you a decent player with some upside. Marvin Mims could turn into just that. So here we go. You're up at the 306 spot. Hmm. You have, and I, I can tell by the look on your face, you are literally scrolling the sleeper ADP because you have no clue who to take right here. <laughs> I don't even have the board up. You I, have I, no Ray, clue. Ray, if, if you think I got to go to sleepers ADP when I got your film grades in the background, uh -huh. talk I got it, talk the notion talk. database in the background, uh -huh. I got some things that people don't got. Okay, make so I'm doing Okay, I'm taking Roshan Johnson here, the oh, backup running back it, for the Texas Longhorns. And Ray, yesterday, so I was diving into the date a little bit. I was tweaking your film. Don't tweak my bit. shit. I didn't tweak the numbers, but I was tweaking some of the data behind it. Roshan Johnson, of your list of all running backs, is the number one back in terms of force missed tackles per attempt. He only had 94 attempts, but he forced a missed tackle on almost half of those attempts. So again, very elusive running back, has the size. I believe he was a converted quarterback as well. Yes, so whether you whether you care about that or not, maybe some Cam Akers vibes from Roshan Johnson. And if he does get the draft capital in the third round, I think he would be a smash pick here in the third. So I do really like the Roshan Johnson pick here. I was waiting to pick him, but I was hoping you would take him. I could drop that stat for you. But I had to take him here third round. Uh, I think it's a great spot. Man, I love the pick. Um... 
Yeah, I think he's a good running back, and there's a lot of lot of information that he's going to go much higher than people think. He offers special teams ability. He's got ideal size. I think he's 6'2", 220-plus pounds. So I think that was a really good pick to grab Roshan Johnson right here in the third. I, I, I think he's going to be a smash third-round pick. So that's a, that's a really good one, Jay. All right, I'm up right now, and my God, uh, we, we know that we know, we know that he's not going to be – in Green Bay next year. At least we have a strong feeling that Aaron Rodgers will not be in Green Bay next year, which means uh, their young quarterback is going to have to rely on some underneath weapons. And the Green Bay Packers, according to Dane Brugler, with a top 50 pick, selected Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. I love Dalton Kincaid. So right here at the 3-7 spot, he is a pass-catching weapon. I want Dalton Kincaid. We play in mostly tight end premium league. So here at the 3-7 spot, I told you, Mayer's the only tight end that I would even even remotely consider taking in the top 24. But outside of that, go ahead and get your guy. Dalton Kincaid, 3-7 spot, I'll take him. Perfect. That means I can take Tucker Craft with the next pick. He went to New Orleans, 40th overall, ahead of Dalton Kincaid. He did. Uh, Juwan Johnson is a free agent, and there is literally no pass catchers who are viable in New Orleans. We'll see what happens with their quarterback play, but we also saw the success of tight ends in that system. Tucker Craft is a more than capable tight end. Yes, he went to North Dakota State, but he is definitely a high-level producer there, and so you shouldn't be overly concerned. He should test very well and has been mocked high in mocks before. Even leading up to this year, we saw him as a potential fringe first-round pick in the offseason this past summer. So I think him being in the 40th shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's been paying attention over the long term. And in New Orleans, I think it's a great fit, a team that has always used tight ends fairly well in their offense. Jay, we are just loading up. And and back to Dane's mock, we're loading up because I think there's a ton of later round tight end value. And Dane Brugler, in the first round of the 2023 NFL draft, and now that I look back on this, I, I you know what? Because I can do this. I'm going to change this. Oh, look Jay. at you. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this. And I'm going to amend the 307 spot because I, I completely forgot, Jay, that Luke Musgrave was taken by the Cincinnati Bengals at 27 overall. So I have completely done my own thing in this mock, and I'm moving Dalton Kincaid here. But you talk about a, a, a tight end going to Cincinnati. You know, Hayden Hurst is only on a one-year deal. Joe Burrow, that offense, give me some Luke Musgrave out of uh, Oregon State. I will take that risk and that bet with him and Joe Burrow. So I completely have, uh, I've, I have done what I wanted to do in the mock, and Luke Musgrave is the second tight end off of the board, then Tucker Craft, then Dalton Kincaid. Now you're up at the 310 spot. All right, Ray, let's make it a four-pack then because even it. before Musgrave you was you are, Darnell you are. Washington to the Jacksonville Jaguars, how do you feel about a power forward playing with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? We know that Evan Ingram is going to be getting a bag. Darnell Washington, yes, he is just as good of a blocker as he is a receiver, but the dude is massive. He's a red zone threat and late in the third, paired with a great quarterback for the course of his rookie season and rookie, well, rookie contract, I think it's a fine spot to take him here. Everyone may draft him a lot higher if he goes 24th overall in the first round but again if he's here I think he's a fine spot all these tight ends in this range I think is very acceptable so no matter which one you get this is probably the range I'd be looking to take a tight end here yeah I think Washington is going to be a a fantastic piece of that Jacksonville offensive line he's going to be he's going to be excellent because he's a fantastic blocker he can catch the ball but I'm not looking at him as being some dynamic downfield threat for the Jaguars if anything, this is good for T-Law. This is good for Travis Etienne because he's an excellent, 
excellent yeah. inline blocker. Um, I think that's his greatest skill set is his power, his physicality, and his ability to contribute on the offensive front. So, you know, at the 310 spot, it's more than worth it. He was a first-round freaking pick. So that's cool with Darnell Washington. All right, with my last pick in the mock, I am going to the running back position, and I'm taking – Literally, probably like the highest graded running back outside of Bijan Robinson in this 23 class. And I'm going to UAB and taking Dwayne McBride. We did a film session on Dwayne McBride two weeks ago. I think he's a really good between the tackles runner. He has no, he offers you a complete zero in the receiving game. For his entire career at UAB, Dwayne McBride had 10 total targets, and I believe he had five receptions in his college career. And I always say, just because a player didn't do it in college doesn't mean they're incapable of doing it at the next level, but he's probably a first and second down early grinder. And I just beg, if, if I mean, there's a world in which you can say, would you rather tank Bigsby and Zach Evans in the second or Dwayne McBride at the back of the third if they're all going to be first and second down grinder types? So Dwayne McBride here at the 311 spot, I'm fine with it. Just load me up on running backs in the late third, early, early fourth round. I can't hear you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Ray, I was going to say he actually has a higher uh, PFF rushing grade than B. John Robinson over That's the course of his college career. Uh, second only behind Blake Corum since 2016 or 2017. So I do like the pick a lot. I'm going to be taking Xavier Hutchinson here, a guy that I think can be Alan Lazard 2.0 out of Iowa State. Um, really like the big body frame, ton of receptions, uh, ton of yards, touchdown threat. He's just huge, man. And getting him in the third round, I think he will get drafted. The problem is some of these late receivers, you just don't know. But I think he's in a great spot, and I think he's a great receiver. That should be good. The question is the, the athleticism. With The weird thing with Lazard is he was athletic, and he still didn't get drafted. And then he all of a sudden ends up on an NFL team and is performing well, and you're kind of like, why did anyone draft this guy? But I think that Hutchinson will get drafted, and I think they will learn from their mistakes with Lazard and take a player like Hutchinson pretty early. Yeah, Hutchinson's a good player out of Iowa State. So here goes the third round. Kayshawn Boutte was not drafted in Dane's mock, but we took him at the 3-1. Tajay Spears, again, not drafted. We took him at the 3-2 spot. Who the hell was Jonathan Mingo? Was that A.T. Perry? We took yeah. here at the 3-3. A.T. Perry was drafted. Top 50 pick to the Green Bay Packers. Number 48 overall, A.T. Perry. Tyler Scott, wide receiver, was drafted. Top 50 pick, 44 overall to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Marvin Mims at 305 was not drafted. Roshan Johnson, 3-6, was not drafted. Luke Musgrave was a first-round pick, 127 to the Cincinnati Bengals. He comes off the board at 307. Tucker Craft was a second-round pick, 40th overall to the New Orleans Saints at 308. Dalton Kincaid, top 50 pick, 45. 45 overall to the Green Bay Packers, goes at 309. Darnell Washington was a first-round pick, 24 overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dwayne McBride, running back out of UAB at 311. And Xavier Hutchinson, the big wide receiver out of Iowa State, at the 312 spot. There we go. There is a three round 2023 Superflex rookie mock draft. Jay, one pick that I made that you absolutely hate. You wouldn't do it too early or I was too low. If you had to go in there and make a uh, make an amendment to this mock, what would it be? One pick that was made or any pick. One pick that was made as you look at the board as things have settled out, you're like, "You know what?" they should have gone a little bit higher or this player, I don't know how the hell they went as high as they did. You want me to start and give you some time to think? I think it would probably be your Zay Flowers pick. Okay. Um, you don't like the Zay Flowers pick. All right. I don't I don't hate it, but I think, you know, when we're just talking about what could be, I think I would almost prefer Charbonnet there. Even though we don't know where he's going, um, people are going to maybe disagree with the fact that Charbonnet should be a first rounder no matter what. But I think, like I talked about when you actually selected him later on, 
I think that he is one of the most NFL ready running backs that's in this class. And, you know, there's Bijan Robinson, there's Gibbs. I think you can make the case for Charbonnet there. Um, and even ahead of Downs, like I thought about taking Charbonnet over Downs, just Downs was the 33rd overall pick in Houston. Lots of potential upside for Downs there. I think with Flowers, it's a projection of a wide receiver 2-3 potentially in the Buffalo offense. And you're taking it more for the offense than necessarily anything else. And so that's the only reason for me why I may switch that one out. But otherwise, I think it was a pretty good draft overall. Yeah, and the Zay Flowers rationale was he was the 61st pick overall, according to Dane, of the Buffalo Bills. If there was one pick that I think was a little way too low, in my opinion, is I would have moved Sean Tucker above all the running backs that went ahead of him outside of Kendra Miller. I think Sean Tucker, I would have replaced Sean Tucker with Chase Brown and just bumped that list down. Like... I know he's not being mocked. We have not seen many mocks, if any at all, with him being a second rounder. But I wholeheartedly believe that once the combine rolls around, we're talking about Israel Abanacanda and his speed. We're talking about Kendra Miller and his speed. Like Sean Tucker is going to run 4-3. He's going to run fast. He's 200-plus pounds. Like I would would today, with information that's presented, would take him ahead of – Brown, Bigsby, McIntosh for sure, and Zach Evans. So if there's one pick that I'm looking at the board that if I could amend that one, Sean Tucker would have been replaced with Chase Brown. And just I would have just moved him down. I still like Chase Brown, but I would have picked Tucker over all of those running backs. He would have come off the board as RB, what's that, RB6 for me, uh, according to this mock. So Sean Tucker the, is the big one that I think is a little too low in this mock. But again, we don't. I mean, we're just kind of guessing draft capital because we wanted to really base this one off of Dane's mock. So there it is. Uh, Three rounds, 2023 rookie mock. Uh, What say you, good people who stayed in the building? Let me know what you guys think about who was too high, who was too low, where you guys would have taken Sean Tucker in relation to these other running backs, how you feeling about Kendra Miller, Zach Charbonnet, and company. But that is the show. We appreciate you tapping in. We stayed to get through three rounds. One day, we'll get through all four. And I think, Jay, maybe the next one we can mock with the people. We could drop the link or drop multiple links in the show before we start and then kind of review what the people have done in the mock. So remember, no show on Friday. We appreciate you tapping in. If you guys missed out, uh, Scott Connor's episode, Destination Dynasty, live on Sunday. Go back and watch that. It's evergreen. You need to watch it. You're trying to roster construct, watch that. We got 4D Chess, Adam and Mike coming out on Friday, Eric Vanek and America's Game on Saturday, Eugene and Ike off the line fantasy that comes out on Thursday. So we've got a, a bevy of content for you across the Destination Devi Airwaves. And all that we ask you do is whether you like the mock, you hate the mock, you like the content, you hate the content. If you're here, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, comment below for the algorithm and uh, just support everything that we're doing. Free newsletter run by Brandon in the description. Thank you, Dane Brugler, for uh, putting out a pretty dope mock, seeing pretty realistic to me. And I appreciate each and every one of y'all that wake up with us early in the morning and rock out with us. We had a couple. I think we had one super chat question from Rico. So let's get that right now. Let's see what Rico has to say. Sending us some money. It's official now. Herbert is the NFL's Blake Griffin. Oh, boy. Jay, for those who don't know, I've oh said I, I... You said it? You took it back? Are you back? I'm back, baby. He's Blake Griffin. He makes awesome plays. He's the Blake Griffin. We got to run that clip. For all the new people who are in who don't get the bit, 
Justin Herbert's dope. He's awesome, man. It's just a it's just a little jokey joke that we have here on Wake Up, little insider. But nah, I had a good outro going and forgot the goddamn super chat. But we appreciate y'all being here one more time. Get you some of that Michelle Adoro coffee, 15% off using the promo code Wake Up. Go to Prize Picks, smash the wake up button, wake up uh, uh promo code, get a hundred dollars. You put in a hundred, they give you a hundred for first time depositors. We appreciate y'all being here. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll see y'all bright and early on Monday morning. We out. Peace. Thank y'all for watching the Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, or the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prospect for a 100% deposit match up to $100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo it's all gas, all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.